just a heads up that the following podcast does contain all the spoilers. Hey kid, wanna watch a movie? Lady's got three boobs. Oh heck yeah, I'm sure that's totally realistic and very cool. Welcome to the Corrupted Youth Podcast. My name is Dan. And I'm also Dan. You are not also Dan. I, I'm Brennan. We're a father and son duo that explores the latest blockbusters, classic genre films, and the schlockiest of Golden Age VHS rental store flicks in spoiler-heavy fashion. That is what we do. Don't worry about anything getting spoiled on this episode, because this movie is very straightforward, and if you get it spoiled, it really won't make a difference. Alright, well, before we get into the movie, we do have some things to cover. Um, one brief thing, I guess. I put out on Facebook, not that we have a Facebook page or anything, but I did ask people if they had any King of the Monster responses, mm-hmm. and they send it in, and we'd read it Yes. on the next episode, which is this one. How crazy is that? Wacky. I know. Linear time. It's relative. <laughs> Time's relative, but, you know, moving on. So our first couple of responses that we got are from Facebook. The first one up is my brother Nate, and my brother Nate wrote... Not enough boobs. I have to agree on this one. Severely lacking. Well, thanks a lot, Nate, Mm -hmm. for that comment. And I think this movie has us covered (laughs) in the boob department. Yes. But we'll get to that later. Also, RJ McReady, friend of the podcast. Very good researcher. Did a lot of great work in Antarctica. Indeed. You can catch him at Dude Looks Like the 80s. That's another podcast with Rick Morgan, who we did an episode of Short Bus Cinema with, and we covered Star Crash. So give both of those podcasts a listen, because they're fun. RJ writes, Ha, I enjoyed this movie. When I watched Kong Skull Island, it reminded me of this film. So we must have watched them in opposite order, but hey. There wasn't that many characters that crossed over, only one. So I guess it didn't matter. Yeah, it's not like it was a sequential thing or anything that was... And it was just kind of a minor character. He's like, hi, my name's blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, that's him from Skull Island. And that was it. Yeah, it wouldn't ruin it no matter no. what order you watch them in. Thanks, RJ. Next up, we had an email from another fellow podcaster, Peter Quint from the Good Beer Bad Movie Night podcast. And he's a big Godzilla fan. Mm-hmm. And he wrote in and said... Short and sweet with no spoilers, it's an easily digestible giant monster movie for new fans, but with enough callbacks and easter eggs to satisfy the veteran kaiju kid. Better than 2014, but maybe not as good as Kong. Well, he's just stupid for saying that. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought I like King of the Monsters better than Kong, but not to say that Kong's a bad movie. Kong is a very enjoyable, fun movie. Man, we actually get some listener feedback, and you just well, you know get what? them right away. You know what? This is an opinion podcast. We don't come <laughs> out here and talk about, you know, just the facts. We are, we come out here and we give our opinion. So Peter says he's going to uh, G Fest. I will. So to... now you get now you get to talk you know to his and face. <laughs> I'm not scared about that. I will say that I think Kong or King of Monsters is better than Kong. 
Well, you know what? We're all entitled to our opinions. Yes. And you're just expressing yours. And mine's better. Well, thanks for writing in, Peter. And we'll see you at G-Fest. We'll have a beer. Well, you two will, not me. Well, thanks to everybody who sent in some responses. Maybe not so much Nate. <laughs> no, we opinion his opinion. <laughs> so what we're going to cover today is the classic Paul Verhoeven Sci-fi spectacular starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Total Recall from 1990. Not the crappy reboot that they did. Ugh. I haven't seen it, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> I tried watching it once. It was oh, neat visuals and stuff, I guess, but couldn't keep me interested. There's no Mars. Wait, no Mars? There's no Mars. Where in... do they go? Is it just... <laughs> it's just different place. On Earth? On Earth, yeah. That's so lame. <laughs> I know. You take out the coolest element. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, cool, Mars movie. Yeah. And then they're like, mm, no Mars this time. <laughs> so the reason why we decided to do this one is Brennan had mentioned to me that he had never seen this. Mm -hmm. And I felt like a failure as a father. Yes. Because this seems like something you should have watched by now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't think it was like that important. I wouldn't say that you're a failure because I didn't watch Total Recall at a young age. Yeah, well, you just had recently seen RoboCop 2. I don't know why we waited on that one for so long. I mean, I had seen RoboCop, the first RoboCop, for a long time, and I guess that one is better. Yeah, it's better. I'd say the first RoboCop's better. Also Paul Verhoeven. Yeah, wow. Same director, huh? Squibmaster. Squibmaster Supreme. Your mind. It is the center of your life. It is everything you hear. Everything you see. Everything you feel. It is everything you are. How would you know if someone stole your mind? Arrest that woman! Quaid. Cut. Get ready for a surprise! We can't let him run around, he knows too much. They've got your bug. I got a lock. There! And the bug's in your skull. Take this thing out of the case and stick it up your nose. Don't worry, it's self-guiding. Got him. I lost him. Welcome to Mars. You got a lot of nerve showing your face around here. Look who's talking. your identity and implanted a new one. If I'm not me, who the hell am I? He's got a hologram! Welcome to Johnny Cab. Drive! Where can I take you tonight? Please fasten your seatbelt. I want Quaid delivered alive for re-implantation. That's for making me come to Mars. You wouldn't hurt me. After all, we're married. Consider that a divorce. Ah! 
hope you enjoyed the ride. According to IMDb, here's a brief description. When a man goes for virtual vacation memories of the planet Mars, an unexpected and harrowing series of events forces him to go to the planet for real. Or does he? Why'd they throw that in? <sighs> we'll get to that yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, as we mentioned earlier, director Paul Verhoeven. Um, it stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sharon Stone, Michael Ironside, and that's all you really need. Ironhide? Ironside. The, um. Oh. The man himself. I was expecting Ironhide. That would have been cooler. This is my turn to give a rundown. Go for it. <laughs> okay. I tried to make it as brief as possible. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lay back while you explain this movie. You wanna hop in and throw your dongle comments in? No, I'm good. That's fine. <laughs> you have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a break after all those Godzilla films, huh? Oh yeah. So Arnold Schwarzenegger plays a man named Douglas Quaid. They call him Quaid throughout this entire movie, but you know what I'm going to do for this recap? I'm going to call him Doug. How many movies do you know where the hero is named Doug? Not too many. <laughs> because Doug's a dumb name. Why would, like, here's our hero, he's going to save everybody. He's Bill. Doug, he's your typical super huge, gigantic Austrian construction worker. <laughs> you know. <laughs> he doesn't get a job working anywhere better, but just this slowly construction job, which I guess is a... This isn't some type of future, in case you haven't seen the movie. And super steroids are a thing. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so he's all huge. Movie opens up with him having a dream about being on Mars with another woman in, like, I don't know, they were in spacesuits hanging out on Mars. And he falls like a dongle and <laughs> busts his helmet open and starts doing Arnold things. Yeah. I could do this the entire episode. Please don't. But I'm not. I will spare everyone excessive amounts of Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonations. All right. Yeah, his wife, Sharon Stone, she's kind of weird about the whole thing, about him having this dream about Mars. Girls, and I've heard from plenty of men that they'll have dreams that their boyfriend is cheating on them and they'll get very angry at him even though he had nothing to do with it they'll be like you were cheating on me in a dream and they'll be like yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> so I, I i didn't really think that to be that unreasonable I actually thought it was more realistic because i feel like that's what they'd actually do okay fair enough yeah so he's got this like he's obsessed with mars because of this these dreams that he's been having and they're hanging out having breakfast or whatever talking about he, he just wants to talk about mars mars is on the news because mars has a mining colony on it it's been colonized there's people living on it you've got miners you've got probably like an upper class that goes there for vacations and whatever they all kind of hang around the same area which is kind of weird you know they want to experience red yeah and the news has all these bits about how there's been another terrorist bombing on Mars, and the governor of this colony, Cohagen, he comes on the news. He's all sorts of mad about it. Super evil. You can tell right away he's the bad guy. Oh, yeah. Very evil. There's very no evil doubt about lighting, it. <laughs> very evil costume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Doug, he really wants to go to Mars. Quaid. Doug. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> His wife is trying to talk him out of it. Like, She's, she mentions, why don't we just take a, like a space cruise? Let's go to Saturn. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, what? There's Saturn too. <laughs> but hey, 
I'm happy with Mars, you know, I guess. Hey, honey, do you want to sit on a spaceship for like a year waiting to get to Saturn? Fly by it in like a week and then wait another year to get back to Earth? It doesn't seem like it's really that big of a deal. Mars does it anyway. Travel there seems relatively Very quick. Easy. Just like taking a flight, you know. Makes no sense. You know, hopping cross country maybe like we do now. But anyway... On his way to work, he's riding on the subway, and they've got all these video monitors and everything set up, and one of the ads that comes on it is an ad for a place called Recall. What they'll do is they'll just implant memories of a vacation way cheaper than actually taking the physical vacation, and you just totally believe that you went on this vacation. It's a pretty cool idea. These commercials gave me a very big, like, RoboCop vibe. Oh, Like, yeah. of all the commercials that they have in there, like, that's what I thought of right away. It's kind of like that same, kind of, like, cynical, like, take on commercials. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. And that's, yeah, Paul Verhoeven, that's kind of his jam around this time, is that he's really good at this kind of really subtle world-building satire mm-hmm. in the background. Yeah. I mean, even when earlier when they were talking, you're paying more attention to what's going on on that TV yeah. than their actual conversation, which is... Which is great, you know, awesome world building, and I definitely appreciate it. And there's so many little wrinkles of everything in this movie that just help build the whole universe that's created, yes. Oh, totally. After he sees this ad, he talks to one of his co-workers, and his co-worker is just like, yeah, you don't want to go to recall because I heard they lobotomized a guy. Botany's still a thing? Well, just the process fried somebody's brain. So he's trying to talk him out of going to this recall. It's not a lobotomization, but bad things to your brain. I heard that. I'm like, I thought they stopped that or they figured out it like didn't work. I figure that's just a term everybody kind of understands. Getting your brain fried. Stick a needle through your eye hole and just wiggle it around. Just scramble those brains up a little bit. That'll get those unruly people to just kind of settle down. Who needs trouble, right? Having problems with your emotions? Just get a lobotomy. You'll be fine. It's the new rave. Other than that, I mean, do coke. (laughs) So Doug ends up going to recall. And when he gets there, there's like that little bit, as we talked about the world building, where the secretary is changing the color of her nails with Mm -hmm. just a stylus pen. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And he's talking to the, the salesman or whatever, the guy running this place. And he's really interested in going to Mars. But even this guy... Seems like he wants to talk him out of going to Mars right now. Like, away. are you sure you want to go to Mars? You could take this cruise around Saturn. Yeah, Saturn cruises must be the, the, the rave. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so they go over all the, the, the package and everything, and then the guy's like, hey, we've got this new thing. You can go on a crazy adventure if you want, because the one thing that's most boring about a vacation is you. You're always the same. So he's like, yeah, we can, you know, you can go on a different number of adventures, and they let him choose the things that he wants, and he wants to be a spy. Well, you don't have a lot of input on this, do you? No, I want to get through this, because it's <laughs> oh, like, this okay. is your... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he says he wants to be a spy, and he's going to get the girl at the end, and he picks out this girl from his dream. This brunette woman, I should say, not a girl. He's a woman. So he picks out this woman... And to the specs that he believes she is in his dreams. But here's the weird thing, though. And this is probably, like, the only weird hiccup in the movie, I think, as far as the narrative goes. Is that the woman on the monitor looks like the actress that plays that woman later. Okay. Yeah. So that's just kind of weird. I think that's just there to sow the seeds of doubt that'll arise later on. That'll grow like a plant or a toe fungus. Wait, <sighs> wait. Toe fungus? <laughs> 
You don't have any tough fungus crawling up your leg right now? Hot and humid, man. No, Dad. Things are getting funky all over. He goes in the process, sits in the big, cool-looking sci-fi chair thing, and it cuts to, like, the salesman guy and the lady who was setting him up with the recall process gets on the video phone and is like, you gotta get in here quick. He goes in there. Doug is freaking out. Quit. Doug is freaking (laughs) out. He's going off about Mars and everything and how they... His cover was blown and all this and that. And they end up like taking the sedation gun and just jabbing him like 20 times with it. He's a big guy. He's a big guy. And the guy's like, um, yeah, something totally went wrong. And the lady's like, we didn't even run the program yet. He didn't even get the memories yet. And this happened. So they're like, well, we can't have any more bad press. Let's just shove him in a cab, send him home. We'll give him a refund, deny anything ever happened. He'll never know. Let's wipe his memory, too. I think they do that as well. Mm-hmm. So he he wakes up. He's in the cab, which is the Johnny cab, which has the animatronic driver. Terrifying nightmare fuel. <laughs> Robert Picardo does the voice of Johnny cab, and they actually made the Johnny cab guy look like him, which is even weirder. <laughs> so he gets out of the cab, and he starts working his way home. And he gets jumped by his co-worker who's like, you shouldn't have been talking about Mars. And he's got like a bunch of goons with him. And then Doug. No. Doug. Uh. Doug just whoops all their butts, murders everyone. Quibs them to death. Yeah. He's shooting them. He's stepping on their necks and breaking them. And tosses the gun down, leaving a whole lot of forensic evidence. Especially in the future, but you know. Especially in the future. Well, I guess it would just all be covered up because, you know. So he goes home. He gets attacked at home. Obviously, it's his wife who's attacking him. They get into a scuffle. He ends up, like, beating her down. And then they sit and have a conversation. She's like, oh, I was never your wife. Mm-hmm. And it was the agency set you me up to look after you. Your memory wiped and every, all this and that. Yeah. yeah. But as she, she's just kind of stalling because you can see on their, their ring doorbell yeah. monitor beyond <laughs> that some people are coming into their house. And then it's like, you know, big action chase sequence. You get more you get more Johnny Cab going on. They've got a handheld tracker, tracking device where they're tracking them, which you just kept laughing about that. I did? <laughs> yeah. Was it the horrible graphics on the monitor I of did. the tracker? I wasn't laughing about that. Yeah, you were. No, I wasn't. <laughs> Why I was you not laughing about it. I was not laughing about the tracker. No? No. What was funny about it? <laughs> not the tracker. It's just the movie was fun at that point. Oh, okay. I thought it was funny. Oh, all right. Innocent I... civilians being, you know, put to death. <laughs> and... Anyway, he ends up at this hotel, and as soon as this, like, dingy hotel, and as soon as he gets there, he gets a call on the video phone from a guy outside on a payphone video phone, and the guy's like, hey... You're being tracked. You got to put a towel on your head. You got to get it wet because there's a tracker inside it. This will muffle the signal. And Somehow. Yeah, somehow. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. And it's, so he's like, hey, I'm leaving this briefcase here for you. And he's like, well, Doug asks who he is. And the guy's like, hey, it doesn't matter. You told me to leave this stuff here for you. Get a hold of you. If anything were to happen, I'm leaving it here. See you, bye. Doug goes to pick up the briefcase. And some old lady's trying to get it. And they end up in a scuffle. That's one of my favorite parts of the movie. It is kind of funny. It's really funny. <laughs> she's like, no, it's it's mine. I found it. Arnold Schwarzenegger getting into a scuffle with an old lady. Good stuff. Definitely a taste of his 
more comedic roles right there. Like, he's good at comedy. So he goes to a different area, like this old industrial area, to find out what's in the contents of this briefcase. There's Mars bucks in it. There's a probe. There's different IDs, uh, some other stuff. Hologram projector. The hologram projector, which, you know, he can project a hologram of himself. That's like a mirror image. Totally going to come in handy later, but you're probably going to forget about it. It took a while. (laughs) You're going to forget about it. Yeah. (laughs) I know I did. Every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. And then um, it looks like a super bulky laptop with a video on it where he's like, it's him. It's Doug in the video. But Doug Mm -hmm. is like, hey, I'm actually you. My name's Hauser. I had this memory, you know, implanted in you because we're really going to stick it to this Cohagen guy because I have important information in the head and we got to get it out. So it's like all building up. You're, I kind of like how you're learning things through his character. Yeah. You know, the, the whole story basically unfolds around him. It's very focused. There's not a whole lot of character development for anybody in this movie. No. There's not. And I kind of appreciate it in this sense because you just get enough of everybody's personality everybody's some kind of archetype and they do a really good job introducing all the characters like right away when you introduce them oh well he's you know that character yeah like uh one of the goons that shows up in the attack at his house earlier is richter that's michael ironside's character and he's married or seeing sharon stone's character laurie or whatever her name is yeah or is that in there yeah like they're actually in a relationship so He's got good motivation to just not like Doug. Not Doug. Doug. No. He's Doug. No. His name is Douglas. No. I can call him he, Doug he has, if he I has want. two names in the movie, and that's neither of them. It is Doug. It's not Doug. Viewers, don't believe him. It's, it's not Doug. Don't feed into his lies. Write in the corrupted youth pod at gmail.com <laughs> and let us know if you prefer Doug or Quaid or Douglas. Or Quidless. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is the part where he pulls the big, crazy, glowy thing out of his nose. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, he's got to shove that probe up there, and it just pulls out this impossibly large thing. Yeah. To where it would definitely break his skull. Yeah. Which is super weird. Like, how is that just floating around in his head? Probably just a dream, so I guess none of the physics matter. Oh, well, we'll get to that later. But yeah, then you got some shenanigans where, you know, he, he takes a tracking device... Tosses it in a Milky Way bar and has rats chasing around to fool the bad guys so he can get away. And he ends up going to Mars, as, you know, he should. And when he gets to Mars, he's he's wearing the, the woman disguise. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, speaking of weird physics, because the suit that he's wearing starts malfunctioning. Yeah. This disguise. And at one point, like, the, that whole side of the head just comes out on, like, a big piston. Like, a circular chunk of the head. Which, where is that coming from? It's a dream dad. <laughs> well that part's kind of cool that that actress really does like the freak out what, stuff what i don't get is he had to sit in that suit for the entire flight to mars gross it'd be in there <laughs> steamy and ugh. yeah but the bad guys just they must have taken the same flight yeah because they're right behind them and the one main bad guy richter sees the woman freaking out and he just keeps staring which as he would because yeah. she's totally freaking out yeah but then the whole head comes apart in sections. Yeah, it was on both cool. sides. Yeah, it's just like segment. That that's a cool effect. Uh huh. Considering it was all done practically. Oh, was it? Oh, wow. Did they use CGI? Do you know what this is, Brennan? <laughs> <laughs> that is my middle finger. <laughs> I'm flipping you off. 
Man, I don't know why you're being so difficult. I thought they used miniatures. I really don't know why he's being so difficult. <laughs> hey, this Dad, episode. What? Did you know in the original piece from Twenty Thousand Fathoms, they used practical effects for the for the monster? Man, I don't even know if I like <laughs> you today. I don't know what I spent four months doing Godzilla movies. And this is how you treat me when I get to pick a hey, movie. Hey, look, it wasn't like you disliked doing the Godzilla movies. Oh, well, you, do you, like, dislike doing this one? No, this is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, because you're... This being... is a fun movie. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Oh, well, you don't enjoy recording a podcast about it. Well, you know what I do? I'm just trying <laughs> to have some fun here. All right, okay. So, yeah, big action sequence. <laughs> and, you know, because spaceport terrorism is fun. Uh-huh. The, he throws the woman head. It's a bomb. Pulls out the box cutter. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. But he does have you know the gun. It's enough to take down an airliner, right? <laughs> but he does have a gun, and he runs through, like, the body scanner thing where it just shows, like, the skeleton. That was before. That was in the subway. No. Not when, he, not when he jumps through the thing because he's at the air. He's at the spaceport at that point. No. That's in the subway. Is it? Yep. When he has the gun? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was in this part. No. Right in the corrupted youth pod at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. It doesn't matter. Actually do, because the more listener feedback, the better. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to read emails about people complaining about how we got the timeline of Total Recall mixed up. I mean, it doesn't uh, matter because it's all a dream. The body scanner thing's a cool effect. It is really was. cool. I like that. Exactly. I mean, that was... Whoa, CGI! Yeah, that was super cool. They at the time, didn't though. do that practice. And they, when they have people move through, though, uh-huh. it's really good. It's very smooth. Not really. I mean, I mean for for nineteen ninety. Yeah, like when that the guy, was very good. When the guy's walking with the dog. Yeah, and the dog comes out. Come yeah, out. I thought that was really good mm-hmm. for the time. For the time. Yeah, and it was. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I was, was like, that's a really neat idea. Definitely gave him a lot of cancer, though. <laughs> All those X-rays. Doug goes to the hotel that Hauser, his other personality, told him to go it's to. It's Quaid! <laughs> He's got to say that the guy at the desk is like, Aging oh, Mr. Herman. You have Mr. a... Herman, you have a telephone call at the front you desk. You have a safe at the front desk. Would you like to open your safety deposit box, Mr. Herman? <laughs> Mr. Quaid? Or Doug? Ah. <laughs> so the only thing inside there... Is like an ad for I don't even remember the name of the place. Yeah. I probably should. Somebody does. Some... Right in at the Corrupted Youth Podcast. <laughs> Sleazy booby bar. Yeah. That's all you need to know. And on the back, there's a note, you know, like, hey, go see see Molina. Yeah. And this part has always bothered me. He asked to use the guy's pen, right? Mm-hmm. The guy hands him a pen, yeah. which is actually a Sharpie marker. Yes. With a red cap. Yes. But it's a black marker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And he writes out Molina. It's the same. It's his handwriting. He's like, hmm, okay. So the plot thickens. Yes. 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 Carrying on. <laughs> yes. Must, must carry on. <laughs> yes. Oh, must read synopsis of movie so Brennan can play Fortnite. Actually, I would not have enough time for that. I'd probably continue recreational activities until it is time for me to go to sleep. <laughs> so when he leaves the hotel, he ends up uh, getting a different cab driver. From the coolest cab driver. Yeah. In the solar system. Benny the cabbie. He's got five kids to feed. He does. You're going to see a lot of Benny in this movie. Benny's pretty fun. I dig him. He's an entertaining character. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets a ride to this, this sleazy brothel bar. 
And there's mutants there. Yeah. Because Cohagen, the evil jerk that he is at one point in time, didn't get the high quality domes for the workers in the mines. So a lot of them ended up getting mutated Doesn't by radiation. Doesn't make much sense. Uh, I wonder how many generations live there. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't quite Even if there's a lot of generations, it, that Are isn't you, how it would work. Well, it works for the movie. Sure. Because, you know, like, they talk about how some mutants have psychic abilities and whatnot. That's where the, the clip, can't believe you show your face around here. But yes, I do know what scene you're talking about. He's like, yeah. so do you or whatever, like, that, something like that. Because the guy's got a messed up face. <laughs> Way to be a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Doug. <laughs> Ooh. How can we not talk about the lady with three boobs in the sleazy bar? Because that's what everybody's listening to this podcast for. To hear us talk about a woman with three boobs. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really it's, not anything special. It's no. like, I mean, obviously it's fake. Well, 15-year-old me was rewinding that quite a bit when I was younger. <laughs> it's, I don't know, it's fine. I mean... Yeah, he ends up running into Melina there, but Melina thinks that he's still working for Colhagen, and she doesn't really want anything to do with him. But, yeah, that character's introduced. She doesn't get a whole lot to do in this movie other than just be Melina, just hanging out with him. Yeah, not not heroin. She just kind of walks around with him, runs, and... She does some shooting and stuff. She does some shooting at the end, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she can definitely kick some butt. There's no doubt about that. If they ever write her to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Doug goes back to his hotel where a, a doctor from recall shows up and he's, hey, you had a schizoid em- or uh, yeah, what is it? schizoid embolism there you and go. you're trapped inside a dream and I'm here to get you out. And in order to get out, you, you got to take this pill. Look, I brought your wife here. And she's like, oh, Doug, you, we got to get you out of this weird dream. You got to come home and just take the pill. But then... They ripped off the Matrix. I'm so mad. <laughs> even forgot the blue pill. It's just a red pill. Like, what? That's lame. Oh, no. You gotta take that red pill. You gotta wake up right now. Find out what's going on in America. Take the red pill. Okay, solo podcast from here on out. Brennan just left. Um... No, I still gotta record this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, Brennan. That was all for dramatic effect and comedy. I didn't really want to leave this recording. <laughs> yeah, and I don't really believe in all that dumb red pill crap yeah. either. Those guys can just fart off. <laughs> where were we? Oh yeah, so the doctor is saying like, hey, you're stuck in this weird fantasy. We gotta get you out. But then Doug notices that the doctor's sweating. Mm-hmm. So he just shoots him in the head. Like, what's the big deal about him sweating? Because... He figures that he wouldn't sweat if he's just a projection inside Doug's mind. Because he even said earlier, like, yeah, you can kill me. It's not going to make any difference because I'll still just be alive. It's not like he said, you're just going to I also don't sweat because I'm just a projection. (laughs) I think that's the idea. That's like the the hint right there that Doug is not trapped in a weird fantasy realm inside his own head. It's actually happening. They really try to play with this a lot. They really toy with your brain. Yeah, they really kind of do. And we'll talk about that later. So after he shoots that doctor in the head, goons blast open the cardboard wall. Yeah, it's it's, it's just like two pieces of cardboard like comically with thin. nothing in yeah. between it. <laughs> they come in, but action fight ensues. Ah, squibs. <laughs> yeah, Melina intervenes. Doug's supposed wife, Lori, she gets, he, he kills her. Oofs her right in the head. 
Yep, two turn had two. He's a really good shot. Just, like, like, <laughs> just saying. That's two headshots. I mean, granted, close range. I could only dream of having that good of aim. But then, he, you know, he he delivers that line. She's like, oh, I'm your wife. We're married or whatever. And then he shoots her and he's like, consider that a divorce. Good old Arnie one-liner. Didn't even fill out the paperwork for that divorce. <laughs> he just proclaimed it. <laughs> what a total cool guy. Okay, what is it? What line do I sign on? Was it right here? Oh, no, wait. No, I, I want specifically the view screen in our apartment. That is mine. I'm no, you can't have it, Lori. Do you know how many shifts I worked at that mining place to get that? I don't jackhammer all day <laughs> just for you to take my video screen. All right. Okay. <laughs> that was fun, though. Yes. <laughs> Kept it to a minimum. <laughs> Doug goes back to the sleazy part of town. They get shuttled in a secret compartment by the guy with the messed up head. I'm like, hey, go in here. He has like, a name. I don't remember that guy. Yeah, I don't remember his name either. So I guess oh, I yeah. <laughs> oh, and by the way, speaking about this this town with the mutants, uh-huh. little people are not mutants. No, they're not. They're people. But that mutation could have been caused by the radiation. Yeah, but I feel like they're just kind of, it's that kind of thing. But I don't know. That character, she's pretty cool. Shoots a gun. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. She didn't get typecast as an Ewok. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so as they get going to the secret compartment in the sleazy bar they go back there they get met with the resistance who is led by someone named Quato. severe absence Plato. of everybody pronounces a difference severe lack of moisture farmers in this rebellion that was <laughs> their know. biggest issue we need more whiny moisture farmers in our rebellions get on it everybody okay this is where Benny reveals that he's a mutant because they don't know who he is. They know who Doug is or Hauser. Quaid. They know Melina. The effect of Benny's reveal that he's a mutant is pretty cool. Yeah. For for a shot that's in the movie, like, all of a second and a half. Him just exposing the school mutant arm. I like that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, like, there's a lot of work into just very small details in this movie. Yeah. Which is cool. I appreciate it. Doug gets to have a meet cute with Watto and the guy who you think is the leader of the resistance, Mr. Action Vest Guy with all the pockets. He ends up like pulling open his shirt and freaking out. And then he's got like a little baby man on his belly. Yeah, it's weird. Who's Quato? Yes. Who's super cool. I wish his voice, I don't, I forgot why his voice was so deep. It's like, how many vocal cords are that big? Well, it's the same actor doing the voice of Quato as the okay. man that Quato resides in. And? Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> Quato's pretty cool looking. He's, He's so really slimy. Cool. Yeah, that's his a really good weird. effect. The great articulation on those lips, too. Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot of really good, like, tight close-ups of them. Uh-huh. They don't shy away. And they're like, nope. So Quato does like a mind meld with Doug and shows him all the information that was locked inside his mind. And it reveals that on Mars with the alien artifacts. Oh, we forgot to mention that earlier. He has alien artifacts, but whatever. You probably already watched the movie anyway. Yeah, you probably already did. <laughs> anyway, so you're just here for the yucks. Yes. <laughs> and man, are we yucky. <laughs> it's so humid. It's so humid. It's revealed that... The entire structure inside of Mars, these alien artifacts, are indeed a reactor. In the mountain. In the mountain, the pyramid, will activate this reactor, which the rods will go into this ice and just release oxygen. Somehow. 
and create atmosphere for the planet somehow because movie uh-huh that's what this whole resistance has been fighting for and everything is to just get some air give the people their air they need their air they could buy air from um baseballs <laughs> yeah it is it is a weird kind of space ball scenario isn't it oh what's the name of the air they get in that perrier yeah <laughs> like in the can yeah <laughs> <laughs> you just won some there's gonna be some like trivia night at some bar and you're gonna show up just for you know the kick of it and be like all right what's the uh what's the name of the air sold in space balls and you'd be like perrier and they'd be like congratulations you've just won probably nothing too bad too bad you dongle you were supposed to write it down on the piece of paper (laughs) (laughs) this isn't just shouting out answers trivia that's usually how it's done back to the movie because we watched the movie and now we're talking about it that's how it works yeah, it's this, a podcast. Is, this is this is our podcast. This is what we do. Hi, welcome to the Corrupt Youth Podcast. And today we're gonna be doing a very, very special episode. Today we're gonna be covering Total Recall. Um this movie is very important to Dan over here because you know he'd watched the movie plenty of times when he was younger. This movie has three boobies! <laughs> three boobies! Alien artifact, rods, resistance wants to do it. Yeah. But then <laughs> the resistance facility gets raided. Yes, it does. And it turns out that darn Benny has been working for Cohagen the whole time. Wah, wah. What? Oh, that was kind of disappointing the it, first time I watched it. Yeah. Because he's like a fun, almost sidekick character. He's kind of there for comedy relief, having some fun with him. And he's a bad guy. He's got four kids to feed. I thought he had five kids to feed. I got me there, huh? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, there's another attack and heroes get captured and then they go to Cohagen's place and then there's a video, another video from Doug's alternate personality, Hauser, from the past where he reveals reveals that (laughs) Hauser was a jerk the whole time and it was just all a ruse to get him into the resistance so that they can find out what information they had and crush the resistance and be done with it once and for all. Because nobody is going to activate that reactor because Cohagen says, if you do it, we're just all going to blow up from the minerals that we're mining. They decide to put him, Doug, into the recall machine again in order to get Hauser back. Where even Hauser's like, oh, you can have the girl. We'll just reprogram her. Which, that's messed up. That's super messed up. They're just going to reprogram Melina. Man. So yeah, this whole process does not go well whatsoever because even though he just had straps on before, he broke out of those straps this time. They're locking him in with like metal clasps and everything. Mm-hmm. And this part is really fun. This part, it's probably like my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> when he pulls out the whole bolt. Yeah, whole apparatus. Just yeah, the whole apparatus and there's just this bolt sticking out of the end and he just slams it into one of the technicians heads which i'm like these guys are just technicians and in this whole escape sequence where he's breaking out he's just like one guy is like i'm gonna go grab an axe and attack him with this axe yeah and it, you're just a technician why not just leave is it really your job to like hit this guy with an well axe? you'd probably be killed by Cohagen if you didn't do anything about the escape, so... <sighs> True, I guess, but, I mean... It's either get killed by this massive Austrian man, or be thrown out an airlock. I don't know, man. If I saw that happen, I would freak out. I don't know if I'd be like, well, I'm just gonna try to kill him with an axe, but whatever. 
I mean, it's a dream the whole time. They so weren't really like injecting him with the. They really should have just pumped him with that stuff. They really just. Yeah. They use it in the regular facility. Yeah. Why didn't they use it here? They should have just been like... Cheapskates. Hey, we know from earlier, it takes about 20 of these to just yeah. take them down. Make them sleepy. They pull an elf- elephant tranquilizer and they just shoot it into his temple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he escapes. With Melina. Melina. Yes. Yep. Didn't just leave her there. He- yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> they escape to go turn on the reactor. Yes. And they run on the... They run on the Benny, who's operating, like, one of these big, giant drill machines. Big they, drills. They yeah. showed it earlier. Yeah. You've seen the movie. You know. <laughs> you know what we're talking about. <laughs> if you don't know by now. You know. Go turn it on. Watch it. And then listen to us. Not the new one. Just Not the remake. Really do a terrible job at telling yeah. you how all this movie works. And uh, write us an email when you find out that the whole x-ray gun scene takes place in the subway and not on Mars. <laughs> Corrupted youth pod at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then I have in my notes here, Bunny Returns. It's drill or be drill. I know, I saw that and I was like, oh my god. I wanna uh, I did it. I knew you were gonna want to say it too. I, I knew you came up with that and you're like, that's too good. No, I did it. Like, this is really gonna drive <laughs> Brennan nuts. Yeah. <sighs> Come on, you know me better than that. Oh, it's so bad. I'm only going to say it to be bad. That's the whole point. He kills Benny with a drill through the machine. There's hologram shenanigans on their way with all these, like, I don't know. They're kind of more in the alien structure at this point. Yeah. They're running around. They're making holograms this way, that way. A bunch of guys shoot at a hologram. They don't have any crossfire, which is really weird. I that, see the argument that... No, actually. Never no, mind. <laughs> no, those guys are all shooting at each other in that which one. Which would have been cooler, but you know. Yeah, but you know what? They want Arnold to kill him later, and only, like, two guys shoot each other later in a crossfire. I'm like, what? Really? Whatever. And then this is where Doug... Quaid. ...gets on the elevator fight with Richter on the way up to get to the reactor and he ends up knocking Richter off but then just like holds onto his arms because he sees that there's not going to be any space for him. Yeah. And then like rips off his arms and he's just left holding the arms. And he throws the arms off. See you at the party. Yeah. Anyway. I just imagine like somebody being on the bottom and the, the body falling down. <laughs> I'm like bah! Ah, what is this? And then, like, the arms come tumbling after. Mm-hmm. Spluck, spluck. Ooh, the janitor's coming through. <laughs> what the heck? That's weird. <laughs> so Doug and Melina get to the reactor, and, oh, wouldn't you know it, Cohagen's there. With a bam. Yeah. He's a bam. He's got a bomb, and he's like, hey, I'm gonna blow all this up, everybody. About to get blowed up. Yep. And then Doug throws the bomb down a tube, but when it goes down the tube, boof. Blows open a hole to the outside, and it starts all the pressure and everything decompressing, Mm -hmm. and starts sucking everybody out. We all know what's going to happen if they end outside. Unrealistic things. Yep, (laughs) that's right. But it's fun. Cohagen gets sucked outside. Doug's hanging by a conveniently placed cord Mm -hmm. wire for a lamp, Mm -hmm. and then works his way to put his hand on the alien hand thing on the reactor, activates it. 
But then he and Melina both get sucked outside as well. Oopsie. Where everybody's like shaking around. Sizzling, eyes popping out. out. Yeah, their eyes start popping out. You know, you've seen the movie. Yeah. Or you've you've seen the clip if you haven't seen the movie. It's (laughs) very famous. Yeah, super famous. That's a pretty cool effect, though. It is a really cool effect. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, yeah, it doesn't look a little puppety. Sure. Who cares? No one cares. It doesn't matter. No one cares. It doesn't matter. Did you know so that they fun. use practical effects on that? Oh, really? Did they? <laughs> Did you do your practical effect? Dongle. Cohagen dies, but before Melina and Doug can die, air all appears. of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden, like, it's blue skies everywhere. All so the mutants are getting air. So Everybody's happy. Everybody's got air. Happy ending. Yay, everybody. And the atmosphere is destroyed. Even though, like, there's no way you could, like, sit through that entire process and just all of a sudden, like, oh, air, my eyes are just going to pop back in my body. <laughs> I'm totally well, I think the idea is that, like, I repressurized, which still doesn't make any sense. No way. Did that get to, like, near-Earth air pressure? Like, no. that fast? No. <laughs> no. Here's a note to all of our listeners out there. You go to Mars, right? And I don't recommend this. If you go to Mars and you just start throwing oxygen at it it's not gonna do much most of it's probably just gonna escape back into space and the rest of it might just freeze so don't do it and you'll not create a stable habitat where humans can breathe that's right don't throw air at mars keep your air balls to yourself very true mm-hmm. and why isn't gravity this different in this gravity should be all lighter. <sighs> movie it's a movie it's a fun it's a fun adventure how did just putting your hand on an alien artifact activate their in- Entire machine. Okay, my question with that. Yeah. Why was it there in the first place? They made it. Why? Wouldn't they not? Would not they, breathe air? Would they, yeah. yeah. It's only been 500 million years, they said. Like around 500 million years. 500 million years ago on Mars? Guess what? There wasn't any air. Go back a few billion years. You know what? You might find some oxygen in that atmosphere and some liquid water. Maybe Could they sustain life. Maybe they weren't natives to the planet. Maybe they put it there. So they, an alien civilization showed up. Goes to Mars instead of Earth, builds an entire machine to produce oxygen, and then goes, kicks some red rocks around, and goes, all right, our job is done here. <laughs> then they just left? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't really <laughs> it doesn't make, make sense. any sense. It really doesn't. Something that you could, like, dream up. Oh, what? Huh? Huh? Oh. All right. Tell you what. Let's just take a little break here, and let's, <laughs> let's decompress, and we'll listen to a promo for a podcast that we enjoy. Hello, this is the Doom Show. Keep on keeping on and keep on trucking, America. We don't listen to our feedback because we don't get any. (laughs) The truth hurts. I just alienated the two people that give us constant feedback. Sorry, guys. That's gotta go. (laughs) That's gotta go in there. So on the show, uh, we talk about giallo movies and slasher movies and cult movies. Sometimes we even talk about Cameron Mitchell and his movies. I am Richard. Who are you? I am Brad, the guy that's not Richard, or Jeffrey, or Simon. That's right. We have four people, and we always talk at once, except to each other. Jeffrey lives up north. Simon lives across the world. Richard lives in Penis, Alabama. Hello, This is the Doom Show is a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. Check out the other shows on legionpodcast.com. You can check out more Hello, This is the Doom Show at hellodoomshow.podomatic.com or at doommoviethon.com. Check for our Amazon-exclusive 
Hello, this is the Doom Show Cookbook. Do you like hot dogs? <laughs> we got them. Do you like mac and cheese? We got it. Do you like cheddar? We have it. Actually, we don't. No, no cheddar. Just Colby. Colby Jack. Hello, this is the Doom Show. We never gave up on you because you never gave up on us. Wow. Wow. What a great podcast. I definitely don't listen to it. I do. I like those guys quite a bit. <laughs> Sorry, don't have enough time. Too busy playing games. Okay. No, but honestly. All right, so obviously your first time viewing yes. this movie. Yes. Just the other day. Yes. My first time I watched it. I didn't get to see this one in the theater, but I did watch it when it came out on home video. Wow, you are it just was, a sad human. It was on all the time on like HBO and stuff. And if that movie was on, odds are my family would just have it on. I was like at my grandma's house, everybody was like, hey, Total Recall's on, let's watch Total Recall. You know, my grandma would laugh and Richter's arm would get, get torn off and stuff. She loved that kind of crap. She was super huge. Did she like Robocop? Um, oh, you know, I don't really don't. She she was more of like an Arnie fan, but her favorite movie was Commando. I haven't seen that one. You haven't seen that one? No. <laughs> we should watch that one sometime. Maybe we should just do an Arnie-a-thon. Arnie-a-thon. <laughs> or maybe not. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, well, we talked about the effects no there are some really cool effect shots in this movie yes like that one part where um he's on mars and he's on the train and you can like it paint it goes from like him at the window and it like pans out and the train is like goes away and you get to see the martian landscape and everything as you Mm -hmm. see him in the window driving away yes and they actually built a little tiny projector yeah that sat inside the train and projected i mean i know this because you told me this but the viewers don't wow way to ruin the magic (laughs) That is really cool, though, that they built really tiny projectors and projected the image yeah. under the windows. That's wizard. That's pretty <laughs> That's wizard. Super wizard. Um, any other effects that we did not discuss previously that you enjoyed? I really like the CGI that they used when the old lady's face comes apart to reveal Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you get this way sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. I, I enjoy it, but I I don't enjoy it in the process. I'll listen to it and I'll be like, "Oh man, that Brennan!" No, oh, he's so wacky. Isn't what he? a scamp! Yeah. But in the process, I'm like, "Oh my god, why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this? Why am I paying good money to why make this podcast?" Here? So yeah, the story. I mean, do you think it was all in his mind or no? This is a hotly <gasps> discussed topic amongst other podcasters, bloggers, blah blah blah. What are your thoughts on, was it all in his mind? You know, I'd like to think that it isn't. I don't think it is because when he shoots dude, the the recall dude, and he's like, you know, if you shoot me, then your whole mind's going to collapse. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, that doesn't make much sense. You're telling me that you shoot this guy in the dream, the whole thing just crumbles down. And when he does shoot him, he still continues on. Nothing changes. It's not like, you know, he starts perceiving things any differently. No, well, he said he would still, be, he would just be trapped. Yeah. In his own mind. Yeah. But which- like... I mean, I guess at that point, what's the problem with that? He's got a pretty good life. I don't know, yeah. He saved the day. He's he's a hero. But also, I think it's odd because, like, the wife was really weird about Mars. Start breaking it up. I think that's a good pointer that it all was true the whole time. Okay, yeah. Before we continue, I'm I'm on the same boat as you. It's not a dream. It's a straight narrative. So you mentioned the wife. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Yes. She seems weird about it right away. His coworker, like it, the shot lingers on the coworker just a little bit too long, where he's like, oh, "This isn't gonna go well. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong here." And there's just a lot of those hints 
throughout the movie. And even Quaid, when he freaks out, when he gets to recall, and he's like, oh, my cover's blown, that type of stuff. Why would he do that before the program has, like, run? Right. And the point of, well, he's already in the, he's already in the, the dream at that point, or the It's the like, well, shut up. You don't but, show him in it. But here's like, the thing. You see events happen while he's unconscious. He wouldn't know those things happened because he doesn't know when he wakes up. And also, Therefore, we are watching events play out as they happen. I hate the argument that's like, oh, well, you know, he was, he was in the dream the whole time. It's, that's just stupid, like, because there's no evidence given for that. You know, like, it isn't, like, shown. You don't you don't show him, like, oh, we're going to try to recall for the first time in the beginning of the movie, and then the rest of the movie plays out. Then you'd have evidence for that. Just to say. It's like people who say... The show Adventure Time. He's just in a coma the entire time. That's dumb. Why right. would that be true? And why would you want to have... Why would somebody make a fantasy, right? Where you murder your own wife? Because then if you got out of it, you'd be like, Oh, I murdered my wife. Oh, and then you would see her. It would be like her being jealous of you for having a dream about a girl. Only you'd be like, Well, I don't trust her now because I think that she's... It's like playing GTA for too long. Then you see a really nice car and you go... Hmm, I mean, it is a really nice car. Yep. It's like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've never even questioned it until I read about it or listened to people talk about it. I think it's a straight narrative. There's no reason to really get too heady about it. And it's not supposed to be a heady movie. There's a twist to it, but does it make it like inception levels of... Ooh. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's just pretty straightforward. It's enough to just be like, Maybe people would kind of discuss it, you know, having a drink or going out to dinner after the movie. That's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that kind of wraps things up, huh? Unless you have more you want to talk. You got any final thoughts about it? I mean, do you want to recommend this movie? I would definitely recommend this movie. Um, But again, everyone who's listening has already seen it. So how about you guys recommend it to your friends? It's not a pyramid scheme. All you have to do... Send all your money from watching Total Recall to all you do corruptedyouthpod at gmail.com. Is you tell your you watch Total Recall, then you tell your friends and have them watch Total Recall, and then their friends watch Total Recall, and then their friends watch Total Recall, and you know what shape that makes? Not a pyramid. <laughs> Definitely not a pyramid. No. It's more like a cone. Yes. It's a cone scheme. Not a scheme. No. Cone it's plan. Cone program. Loan program. <laughs> Cone program. Ah, yeah. I, yeah, I recommend this movie, too. It's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. You can watch this just about any time. You can pop it on. Once you've seen it once, you can just watch it. It's on TV. You can just hop in anywhere. Watch fun special effects spectacular. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a good movie. It is fun. I had a great time watching it with you. I had a lot of, uh, caught a lot of scientific inaccuracies, but I'm sure no one cares about me talking about that. So, I don't know. Yeah. I think when it came out, people were like, yeah, this, it's like this super, is not how it's it so works. bad. But I mean, I, nobody I, cared, though. They're like, yeah, we don't care. <laughs> I do a good job. Like, I'll notice it in movies, but I won't let it ruin it. Because, like, I still love Total Recall. It's a really good movie. I'm not like, um, well, there's a very short period of time that they travel. It's like, no, I don't care. But it's just a very apparent. So, if that type of thing bothers you, well, in Jurassic Park, they should have had feathers. You know, if you're that type of person. You're going to be kind of annoyed. Well, since we're done with the show here, we can move on and tell everybody about uh, if you want. Mm -hmm. Or actually, not if you want to. I highly, I demand. Yes. We demand that you go to the 2019 G-Fest. If you are a dongle, it is required. 
that you go to G Fest this year. Sounds like we're doing like a ad. <laughs> like I feel like we're doing an ad. This is an ad, but we're not paid. So <laughs> G Fest, according to their website, G Fest 26 will be held from July 12th to July 14th at the Crown Plaza Chicago O'Hare. And you may be asking yourself right now, well, What's what a- is a G Fest? And to that I say, Google it. They have a really good website. Well, according to their website, G-Fest is a family-orientated convention which caters to a wide variety of interests within the kaiju genre. G-Fest features presentations and Q&A sessions by actors and crew from the Japanese Godzilla films, band presentations on topics of interest, contests, and gaming, new and classic kaiju movies, the Western world's largest kaiju-orientated dealer's room, and lots of fun and camaraderie. Today, Not to mention an artist alley that will feature me. And me, but mainly him, because he does yes. all the art. <laughs> yes, I do the art. Please stop down. It's a great time. It's one of my favorite conventions. We've been there in the past. Three times? Yeah, and this is my first time being in the Artist Alley. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it, big time. And if you're a Godzilla fan, the famous Godzilla actor Akira Takarada is going to be there. He's um, he's most notably in Godzilla Raids Again and in Godzilla Final Wars. Hopefully I'll be at least seeing him. Maybe not getting an autograph because I ain't got that money. Yeah, but if you show up, do G-Fest, come to my booth in the Artist Alley, and all you have to say is, I'm a dongle, and I've got something extra special for you. And it's really easy to find our table because we're going to be the coolest ones there. Yeah. I mean. Totally. I mean. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Obviously. Well, hey, speaking of commercials, Brennan. Yes. <laughs> we've got another little thing that we have to uh, RT Public Store. We're selling lots of different designs for the podcast. We've got the Donglebots design up there. We've got Donglebots logo only shirt. We just picked those up ourselves. We did. I love mine. Uh-huh. It's great. And we also have the old school logo that we did. And I made a new one. It's a hang in there dongles where we're little cute cartoon kitties hanging on a branch. Go ahead, head over to our Tee Public store. There'll be a link in the notes and stop there. Check us out. Please buy our merch. Please. Please. Well, in case you didn't know how to contact us <laughs> from <laughs> earlier in the episode, you could send us an email. You want to send in a scathing review of our podcast calling us the dongles? Wow. Well, you can reach us at corruptedyouthpod at gmail.com. Yay. In case you didn't know where you were listening to us. I've seen things you wouldn't believe. We are on attack ships on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I just think I, I think I had a schizoid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it. Who knows what they're doing these days? I don't know. Wherever that is. Yep. <laughs> Wherever you're listening right now, you can do something. On you can review us on that. Definitely our main home at Podomatic.com. Thanks, Podomatic. Yep, you're not listening, but thank you. <laughs> Maybe they are. Okay. You never know. You know, if you work at Podomatic, show your support by giving us five stars, please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you can also buy some of our merch. Please. <laughs> <laughs> We're also on the Spoofy, the mm-hmm. Spotify. Yes. Yeah, nobody ever listens to us on there. I think I did twice. I think I follow us on there. Oh, that's I support. totally do. Yeah. And then why wouldn't you? Yeah, rate and review. We love that kind of junk because Scathing. it helps 
scathing reviews. And only helps other fives of people find our terrible podcast. Yes. <laughs> we need fives more. Yes. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks to our fellow podcasters for their support and hang in their dongles. I've been dreaming of going to Mars where mutants drive plastic cars. So I go there, you know the rest. The best part was the girl with three breasts. Total re So I'm on Mars and I meet Queto and I pull this big metallic thing out of my nose. It makes me scream and shout and move my big robotic head all about totally recalling see you at the party Victor totally recalling one more time fellas totally we calling. I'm going to start balling. I'm so sad. I can't screw Sharon Stone and Macaulay Culkin who's left home all alone. Ah! Total re! Total recalling! Give Johnny, give me the bass. You're not, you don't, you got to slap it a little harder. Give, give me the best. The, all right. Okay. Maybe this is, I don't, I don't think it's in tune because I, I don't know the fingering. It's not working. Gra- Johnny, grab my hand. Grab, grab the bass. Don't throw air at Mars. Keep your air balls to yourself. Very true.